Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The best and the worst on the box. It's the Custard TV Podcast. It's the Custard TV Podcast, the official podcast of the Custard TV. I you were going to go a bullseye then. I channel bullseye there <laughs> for the sake of the podcast. Can I, can I get my bus fare home now, please? Let's have a listen to what you could have heard. Yeah. It's the Custard, <laughs> Custard TV Podcast, the official podcast of the CustardTV.com, brought to you today by Heavy Breathing. Uh, which I will try and try and stop. It's like the Custard TV podcast has gone late night and it's just men breathing to me down. Gary usually goes topless when we do those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the moobs. <laughs> Is that a television so, program? I have no idea. Yeah, it's on CBeebies. It's on CBeebies. <laughs> <laughs> I like the darling moobs of May as well. They were good. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones. What about Moob, moob lighting? <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah. Or Moob Boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you've never heard the podcast before, what we do is we talk about people's moobs, and then we move on and talk about the best and the worst on the box. We let you know what's coming, we let you know what we've seen, and we let you know the news and stuff. And I'm holding, handing over the news to Moob Boy. Oh, I get this one. Right, okay. Um, that's good, because I haven't prepared for this, but then most people would say that happens normally. Um, uh, 15 to 1, which came back for a special on Channel 4's 30th anniversary? <laughs> you say that like you, you... I know you know it, but you're saying it like it's a question. I'm looking for verification, because I can't remember. You're absolutely right, Moob boy. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely we, right. No, no, Gary is, is fine is, enough. Is that a Rihanna song, wasn't it? What? No, it's a Chris O'Dowd sitcom. No, no, the Call Me Moo Boy. Come on, Moo Boy, go and get, get a go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah, I people. hope you're still yeah. listening to me behind the puerile too. Um, obviously, the northern air has got to their brains. Um, 15 to 1 comes back in for a new series hosted now, by... Now, when Adam did we Bill. last see this, Gary? We saw this recently, didn't we? We did. Was it part of Channel 4's 30th anniversary? It was, Luke. Yes, it's funny that you should <laughs> say that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this, this is a well-beloved quiz show. It should be good to see. The, the one they did for the 30th anniversary was a, was a, um, a celebrity special. Let's hope they can get some uh, real people involved. And some cash. And the, one, the, the only thing, I didn't see the one for the, 50, uh, for the 30th, but a lot of feedback on it was it was a bit dull. Even though it had comedians on it, it was a bit yeah, dull. Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I enjoyed think, it. I enjoyed it. I You're think they a went bit a little dull, though, I, I don't think the questions were too taxing. 
Uh, news just in that's not on our script here. I've oh. just found number door 19 on my advent calendar, so everything's fine. Right, uh, talking of, um, of returns as well, The Voice on BBC One will be back on the 11th of January, opposite Splash. Mm-hmm. So the coaches have changed, thank you, Mr Donnelly. Uh, and uh, this year they are Kylie Minogue, Tom Jones... Can you stop talking as if you don't know this? <laughs> Again, it's Kylie like I'm just Minogue. tentatively saying... Uh, yeah, Kylie Minogue. Like, I predict a riot bloke from the Kaiser Chefs. Yeah, um, the Kaiser Chiefs. The Kaiser Chefs, and Will I Am, funnily enough. So he was the one I thought wouldn't come back, but he has. And uh, Sir Tom. Some, yeah, someone made a good point about this, that they think it'll probably do better in January, because, you know, people don't tend to go out as much as they do in, you know, when it was on before, what, April, May time, was it? Last, I mean, what, what, yeah. what will it what will it be up against? On a Saturday, it'll be up against well, Black. Well, since, sta- yeah, since you started the um, article with it'll be up against Splash, <laughs> if you were the BBC and this did poorly against Splash, surely you would dump it mm. then. Mm. I, 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 I reckon it'll do better because of the time of year it's on and because it's not up against a Simon Cowell programme. I think if they get the, the pacing of the series right, I think that's yeah. always been the issue. And I, think I still got... also wonder whether Kylie and Kaiser Man are enough of a draw. Kylie and the Kaiser. <laughs> Kylie and the Kaiser. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that is the new title. Coming back for a second series will be the extremely popular The Blacklist, which is currently showing on Sky Living over here. Um, starring James Spader in an excellent role. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely suggest it's one of the best new US dramas that have been out for a while. Um, the In the Club cast has been announced. Matt or Luke, can you tell us what's this about, Gary? Of course, yeah. In the Club is a brand new. I hate hate to say these words. No, it's a brand. It's almost. It's worse than that. It's a brand new K melodrama. Sorry, is it a a comedy drama? Yeah, if you like. Um, For a minute, cast... I thought that they were going to bring back that program where celebrities run a nightclub that you know Sam Fox had a breakdown on. <laughs> so the cast yeah. of, of familiar faces includes Hermione Norris off of Spooks, uh, Wine in the Blood, and Cold Feet. Uh, and now I'm wishing I had the article in front of me because oh, I still. Do you want me this. to continue? Continue on, Matt. Tara Fitzgerald of Waking the Dead and the Dead. Body Farm. The Jill Body Hart Farm. Um, EastEnders fame Kathy Parkinson of the IT crowd plus uh, Christine Bottomley who was in Early Doors and other things a lot Uh, of other things and uh, Kay's son Will Miller can I can I just say that's quite a strong female cast that's four because Gary because Gary it is set in a um, birthing class um, oh okay so oh, I see. In the, the club is, the, is, the club. A, is a pregnancy. They're all pregnant. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it did. You know, it was called up the duff as a working title, and it, for some reason, it was up the duff as the working I title. Or hang it. The duff is a sort of. It, it's not a. It's a court. Or a, hanging a donut was nor, the other a one they were going to go for. Thing, isn't it? Up, up the duff. Oh, up the up. No, up the duff is fairly southern as well. It's southern. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was. A what about hanging place. a donut? Don't know that one. <laughs> Those, the donuts don't last as long as Gary's house to let them hang. I don't eat donuts. That sounds like the start of a verb I donuts song. today. I don't eat Krispy Kreme donuts. I could go into a coma. That's worth remembering, <laughs> isn't it? 
people want to finish Gary off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if anyone's feeling particularly suicidal this Christmas, just the way I want to go. I'll tell you. I'm going to move anyway. on. Uh, then there's a new ITV crime drama coming called Chasing Shadows. Uh, do we have any idea when that will drop? Yes. No, it's <laughs> very topical as we're talking yeah, about things yeah. dropping. Um, this is a brand new four-part drama from ITV, which focuses on the work of a missing persons unit tracking down serial killers who prey on impressionable and vulnerable people. Now, Watch there was a drama Gary. a couple of years ago that did this. this there was the guy out of um, this uh, be good. The Wire and... <laughs> Uh, you mean identity? Yeah, identity. That was what their their idea was, wasn't yeah. it? They were well, chasing this, this down. is more about this is more about missing persons. So oh, that's okay. the that's the uh, unique selling point here. It's written and created by Rob Williams, who is best known for creating D. Well, not as you, not creating the wrong word, but transcribing DCI Banks uh, oh, right. for TV. And uh, it introduces DS Sean Alexander and his partner Ruth Hattersley. Um, and basically, that's all we know about this yet uh, at the minute. There's no casting involved, um, but um, but uh, it could be interesting. Could be. ITV have been hit and miss, I think, with their drama in 2013. So we'll have to wait. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, the popular magician Dynamo, his uh, UK TV series, is going to get an airing on BBC One now. To my knowledge, this is the first time that this sort of crossover from from a satellite channel to the terrestrial has ever happened. I would agree with you, except just as you were saying, Matt, I thought of a, an example of when I do know it's happened before, Go but ahead. you can understand it. It was a show on ITV a few years ago called Prime Evil. Oh, uh, no, that, where, well, no, that, that went the other, the other way. way. I, yeah, I but then they, sh- ITV and finished yeah, up then, watch. but then they showed it on ITV again. Well, yeah, that's true, that's so, a good point, but I think, but I, all, I think yeah. Gary's point is that the... It had originated on ITV, so that it made sense for it to to go back. Whereas Dynamo has always been on. Is it watch? It watch or yeah, I think. Sound like I'm a dog, there. Watch, just or watch, watch. <laughs> and of course, watch plus one. Um, <laughs> now, do we? Do we? I mean, Dynamo's very. Is that popular. put the clocks forward? Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. It's that. No, Dy- Dynamo's very popular. I think I'm right in saying it was the most watched show. It's the most watched. Uh, show, it's the most watched show on watch. Indeed, um, and I think we talked about it at the time. Could this be a move into the mainstream? I know Darren Brown's been doing his style of magic on Channel Four for years now, but there is a real lack of that kind of entertainment on any other channel. Yeah, uh, it's um, interesting. Interesting move. I think it's an experiment, and I think it's yeah. one that could play. It'd be um, interesting to see how they schedule that, what they go for. I mean, I, I, I could see them doing sort of like an early evening Saturday night into The Voice. Um, mm. That's what they've done, as it happens. Oh, is that how they're doing it? <laughs> yeah, okay. yes. well, exactly how they've done it. I'm, I'm pretty good well, then. Gary has um, not told you that he is now scheduling for BBC One. So. No. Yes. <laughs> Where is Lucas? Lucas still, puts... Lucas still in charge of scheduling for Dave Jarvu. Um, <laughs> Idris Elba has been nominated for a GG. I'm assuming that means Golden Globe. <laughs> You've missed uh... one. You've missed one, Gary. Porridge. Are you done porridge? Oh, sorry. I was coming back to that. No, I wasn't. No, I forgot. No. Uh, let's carry on with Idris Elba, and then I'll move to porridge. Idris He's Elba was nominated for a Golden Globe uh, for <laughs> Luther. Uh, which we all agree with very heavily. Uh, there are some other yeah. BBC nominations as well, though, in the television sections. Uh, Top of the Lake is the, is the big queen, one, and the White Queen. Dancing on the Edge. Yeah. And there's another um, one that, yeah. that escapes the And lake. Citizen Khan. <laughs> no, <it's not>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. 
Uh, as Matt, uh, oh, top, of the lake, top of the lake is the other one. Oh, I did right. say well, yeah, that the was lake. an international series program, wasn't it? It was cross-made with New Zealand and Canada, so... I didn't mind that. I don't know if it was award-winning, but I didn't mind that. Um, Porridge is going to have a 40th anniversary show. This is going to be quite hard because I think a bit of Dad's Army going on here. I don't think there's anybody alive apart from well, maybe let, Dave, let, Jason. Who's, who's let, me tell, let me tell you, shall I? Go ahead. There are four cast members. This is, they're doing a... Um, follow The spin... Spin-off follow-up will tell the real story behind the series that left an indelible mark on British comedy. Viewers will hear from former cast members. Christopher Biggins was oh, in it. Of course, yeah, Biggins was in it, yeah. Sam Kelly, Warren, who's yes. in the below. Um, yep. Tony Osaba, who played Jock McLaren. And right. uh, Dudley Sutton, uh, who played Roger, also famously known for um, Lovejoy. David, David um, Jason was in a couple of episodes. He was in at least two or three. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. So, can I, can I, can I say I've been given the best Christmas present I could ever get? It is possible that in 2014, in fact, it's more than possible. It's probably happening. Right. The Custard TV podcast, me or the entire team will get to speak to Biggins oh. to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Porridge. That's the dream, oh. isn't it? Biggins. That's the dream. That's, that's worth me yeah. not eating a donut over I, I think morning. we could have Biggins do the intro. I think that's what we need. Yeah, but honestly, we will be covering this um, quite heavily yeah. when it's I'm on. A little, I'm a little bit worried, Luke, though, that he could out-comedy you. And therefore, <laughs> why would we need you on the show? If well, we that's, why he's, that's why he's in training. Luke's going to ah. go to comedy training camp over Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so when the time comes, no official dates on this. It will be next year, obviously. But when the time comes, thecustardtv.com and the podcast will be covering the 40th anniversary of Porridge quite heavily. So, And if people are promoting it. it, does that mean they'll be yeah, bigging it up? What's the Moving next on. thing on the list, Gary? <laughs> Moving on. Um, episodes has been renewed for Series 4, which is pretty good, considering Series 3 hasn't even aired yet. Um, this is the Joey from Friends, Stephen Mangum show uh, about the remaking of a popular British sitcom in America, or the fictitious pop. I don't know how much it's about that now, but I lost interest after yeah, Series well, 2. Well, that was still about that. I, I, I have to say, I enjoyed Series 2 more than Series 1, and I think it right. sort of got its flow going, and, and it was still about the um, the sitcom in, in Series 2, so there you go. We shall have to see. I'm assuming Series 3 will be on BBC 2 very early in the new year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I think so. Uh, BBC Four, our favourite fourth channel, is <coughs> um, uh, uh, Channel Four. What about more Sorry? Four. I stand by my comment. Um, e Four. Channel Four. I stand by my comment. Um, BBC Four has well, no, e- Channel Four is not the fourth channel of Channel Four. That's E. That's War Four. Ah. BBC Four has bought three <laughs> foreign dramas, uh, as they like to do. Crime of Passion from Sweden, or Crimes of Passion from Sweden. Hostages from Israel, and 1864 from Denmark. Uh, we hope to know more about those in the new year. And we haven't mentioned, but I think, are we doing a Bridge preview, Bridge 2 preview a bit later? Yes, yeah. I think so. Also, when I first read that and it said that BBC Four had bought hostages from Sweden, I was like, I thought their budget was quite tight at the minute. They can't be wasting it on that sort of thing. They just offered them a, you know, a fresh hot tub or something. I'm sure it didn't. I, w- I would like to add something to this news that I think a lot of people might be interested in. Uh, right. Filming starts next month, 
January on a brand new BBC Two comedy starring Hugh Bonneville and Jessica Hines. Oh, yeah. In the same roles they oh, were in. Isn't it? Uh, to 2012. It is said to be not a sequel, but sort of a spin off which follows. This could be very good. Follows them working at the BBC. Could be very, very good. And so they are working on the licence fee uh, regist- re- uh, regeneration and charter oh, renewal of the BBC. It'll be blooming good. I'm hoping there'll be some inside TV jokes as well. It's going to be called W1A and, as I say, filming with Jessica Hines and uh, Hugh Bonneville next month. And the last piece of news for me is that the cast has been revealed for the uh, Dancing on Ice Super Show, where p- previous contestants <laughs> are coming back. Matt, uh, tell us some of the names that have been brought back for this series, because I don't care. Okay, I mean, I don't uh, know. This is an all-star um, cast for... Well, I say all-star, Dancing on Ice all-star. Beth Tweddle, the uh, the Olympian, Kieran Bracken, the rugby player, Joe Pasquale, uh, and Todd Carty, who did rubbish, as well as... Big names like Sam Atwater, Zara Abrahams, Hayley Tamadden, Georgie Porter, Ray Quinn, oh, and Bonnie Langford. Big, big names, though. Big, and, uh, big, big and names. And Gareth Gates, who can't win because his acceptance speech will take about four hours to complete. Oh. That joke is brought to you by 2001. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still 1996 in Stoke, so he's doing well. That's right, yeah, he's ahead of his time. I yeah, we've, just, we've, we've just got Gareth Gates over here. <laughs> <laughs> you wait till you get Michelle McManus, you won't be oh, able well, to move. I was going to say Steve Brookstein, so... <laughs> no, neither can she. <laughs> uh, uh, moving swiftly onto the review section, where I will okay. hand over to everybody's favourite editor and runner, uh, Lou. Well, I thought it was going to be me when you said all those things. Um, uh, so this is the review section the preview section cometh up soon um, today on <laughs> hold on to your hats preview fans <laughs> if you want to know what's coming it's coming <laughs> you don't want to hear the reviews fast forward about 15 minutes hear the previews and then come back <laughs> yeah okay a lot of um Real life drama has dominated this week on TV, and um, as it stands right now, I have to declare that I have seen neither The Great Train Robbery or Lucan, which are on ITV and BBC One respectively. Um, so I shan't talk about them. Um, I do think the scheduling of The Great Train Robbery is peculiar. Um, I want to talk to Matt, as I say, I haven't seen it. I want to talk to Matt about 8 o'clock start time for this. Is that all right? Does I it was, work? I was bemused by it because, as you know, I went to the screening of this. Matt's um, been to another screening. And we had the uh, the two because it's two ninety-minute films. This and what the first one was on last night, a robber's tale, looking at Bruce Reynolds and and the gang who robbed the the uh, the train. And then tonight's is a copper's tale, focusing on the police who who were sort of you know Jim, Jim Broadbent's Tommy Butler, who was tasked with bringing them to justice. And yeah, so we watched all of them together. We, you know, three-hour screening, which was which was fun. Um, was there an interval? There was lots. Yeah, there was popcorn. So oh, okay. Nice. It was in an old cinema in Notting Hill, so it was nice. Um, but yeah, eight o'clock. When I saw when it was going to, or actually, you told me it was going to be on eight o'clock. I was a bit 
bemused by it, mainly because I don't understand why it's not on, like, starting at 8.30 and going through to the 10 o'clock news, because they're only putting on what Mrs. Brown's Boys repeats. After. Yeah, repeats, yeah. Hmm. So I, 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 I struggle to see why they couldn't put it on th- half eight through, through ten. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I was thinking, certainly last night's one, I thought there was, you know, overly, not overly violent, I suppose, but I, I'm surprised that it's on pre-Watershed, let's just put it like that. But I, 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 I sorry, go on. I have this to watch, and I will watch it. Um, is it of the standard of, of, under the tagline of original British drama, which the BBC have... I... I would say, well, I don't know about original. It's it's well done. I think I like the fact that they've done these two separate stories. I think it adds to adds to it. I think Chris Chibnall, obviously, we know from Broadchurch most prominently, is is very good. He's done his research. Obviously, before Broadchurch, he did uh, United about the uh, Manchester United uh, air air disaster. And I think that was a very well-researched piece, and, and this is similar to that. I think maybe sometimes it got bogged down in too much accuracy, and I think that's what sort of hampered last night. So I say tonight's is a lot better, and I think if you watch them together as one, then I think you get a lot of enjoyment out of them. I think a lot, a lot of people... The, 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 go the, on, buzz, go, sorry. the buzz about this wasn't high until, of course, on the day, the BBC pulled off the biggest marketing coup of all time and got Ronnie Biggs to die on the day. <laughs> And then again, it's incredible I mean, how they managed to time that because I don't think we would have been talking about this as much. I don't think it was on a lot of people's radars. No, I mean the thing is as well though, Ronnie Biggs isn't that big a part of the drama. Ronnie Biggs was no. never a big part of the actual robbery itself. He was a big. No. He was only famous because he escaped from prison. Yeah, he, he. That's his. That's what he's famous for, rather than being a, a, a intricate part of the robbery. And he's only actually Chibnall has has sort of said that through he's only very minor minor role in it sort of thing uh, but mm. I, I, I have to say I, I thoroughly enjoyed both parts of this and I think yeah. um, I, as well I, the thing I liked is that they look very sort of different they both look very distinctive visually and they've got different directors which I think helps each instalment has been directed by a different uh, a different chap can I, yeah? can I ask this is, yeah. the, uh, the Chris, this is the Chris Chibnall one isn't it yeah yeah, did, it, were there any of his signs? Did you pick up anything up that you think okay? I, uh, not a broad church thing, but you know, could you pick up his anything that you? There was a lot to... of well done set pieces, I would say. I think, I mean, obviously the robbery itself at the start of the the robber's tale as well. There's another robbery that the gang carry out. At, I think it's meant to be Heathrow Airport before. Obviously, the the train robbery takes place, and there are a couple of decent set pieces. It's visually. Visually, it's well done, as well as obviously well scripted, and I think that's that's what stands it out from maybe your bog standard biopics. Like speaking of bog, yeah, speaking of Bob's Bob Bob standard biopics. Bob standard is the new autobiography that will be out. Bog standard right um variety. I've had a stroke. (laughs) Bog standard biopics. Podcast, please. Lucan uh, is also on ITV. Uh, this time, both parts were shown over two con- two Wednesdays. The first being, well, it kind of irrelevant. It's over now. Uh, <laughs> what I mean, uh, Matt again it appears to be the only one of us, only three, one of the three of us to have the television. So, what is the what uh, was Lucan like? Vernon, 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 the heating and cooling 
specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp. time. I have no, I have to, the I only have one to... without friends, I think. Is what <laughs> Fair I have I have I have to say, um this was so complicated that it it lost me. It's very rare for you to say you found something complicated. No no actually. no that was a joke. Oh the preamble. Think about it. I was I was asking you oh I see it lost you. Okay. I think he's Move. I think he's made some joke about about the fact that um Lucan went missing, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Right. Yeah, this was obviously the story of Lord Lucan. The way it was told, though, I, I wasn't a fan. It was told from the perspective of, um, and I can't remember the character's name. He's writing a... Uh, Steve. Steve. Let's say Steve. He was writing a, bi- a biography of the whole Lucan event, and he was interviewing people who knew Lucan at the time, and it was told from his perspective, and, the, and it was told via these people, like, you know, via flashback sort of thing. And I thought the narrative, the way it was done, I didn't like it. I found it a bit clumsy. I think it was two hour and a half, like the great train robbery. Um, but I just felt it was overlong and it could have been doing with just two hours. I, th- I don't know why they needed two 90-minute slots. The, while the writer... I mean, it was Jeff Pope who did Mrs. Biggs and Appropriate Adult. So I he was, doesn't very often put a foot wrong. Mm, and I, I thought this was a little bit... Well, I don't know... Uh, bit boring at times but what saved it for me were the the performances Rory Kinnear as 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 Luca and especially um Christopher Eccleston who I thought was fantastic in this doing So a, can can you go into this without knowing anything about Lucan's background because the thing I about did. the great train robbery is everybody's going to feel like they sort of know what this is about before they go in and I think but with Lucan one, one of the things about the great train robbery is that they they t- they go oh, hang on, you don't really know that much. You don't know as much as you thought you might have done. And I think that's another good thing about The Great Train, Robbie. Lucan, I didn't know that much at all about Lucan, and I think it basically did explain everything that you needed to know about him. All I knew about Lord Lucan was that he went missing. That's the only real thing I knew about him. Hence the comedy you just did. Mm-hmm. Hence the didn't comedy. he ride Shergar in the Grand National, no? Yeah, yeah that's the finale. Uh, no, that's Hitchy <laughs> Selber. He's just got a GG. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, he got GPS. How did he get lost? Oh, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, Christopher Eccleston, who plays um, Aspinall, Steve. Like, um, Lord Aspinall, who was this zoo owner, and he, he he regularly is accompanied by a monkey in in Lucan. Which oh, is... see, this is what makes me want to watch it. <laughs> is this what, the Christopher mighty Eccleston? boots or something? Seriously? Christopher Eccleston <laughs> with a with a monkey on his on, a monkey on his back. Uh, <laughs> Um, that's a Jimmy McGovern drama in the works, uh, but um, and as well Catherine McCormack as as Lucan's estranged wife as well as a trio of good performances. 
but I just I I just think it was too long, and and the script was lacking. Okay. Thanks. So, thumbs up to the Great Train Robbery. Iffy thumbs. For thumbs Luke. in the middle. <laughs> thumbs in the middle, like you just don't care. <laughs> uh, Gary's said very little about anything for a while, uh, so I'm going to go back to some BBC Three comedy after we've spoken about um, Channel 4's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, this had a lot of buzz about it when it started. I feel like the buzz yeah. has died down a lot now. Is, has, is that justifiable comment? I think the quality of the show has got a bit better. Now that they've got to the midpoint, they've revealed the big baddie, which in any Josh Whedon drama, if you've ever been a fan of Buffy or Angel, you need, you needed to get to the big storylines, really. I mean, he's good at the single episode, but what makes Whedon such a good writer is that he weaves in these kind of like um, big baddies or run, long-running storylines. And, and then they all kind of like come together at the end of the series and culminate. He, he delivers on what he says. And we're starting to see that there's a big bad group. There's a, there's various things about various characters in the show and their background and their history, which in the last few episodes have come out. And they've started to reference other areas of the Marvel's history. You know, a few references to Thor recently and Asgard as, you know, Things that movie lovers and lovers of the comic books will be able to get their teeth into. So I've been enjoying it. I think it's getting better. Uh, I just hope that they stick with it. I know it's got a full series, so um, but it's doing the usual Christmas break in America, so it won't be back until the new year. What did Channel 4 do when it's having a Christmas break? I think put, come dine with me on. I think they just put anything on. I don't really feel yeah, that that Come dine with them. me. I think, you, I think you're right there. Yeah. Probably safe with that. So that's um, Marvel Agents of Shield, um, and and so it is Christmas. And what have we done? Well, if you're BBC Three, you've done a couple of specials pre-Christmas because they know no one really has BBC <laughs> BBC Three on over Christmas. Uh, Badge Education, Back Chat, and even the Call Centre have all been back. Um, well, Back Chat's on anyway, so. Shut me up uh, for a Christmas special. Um, Bad Education Christmas special. Yeah, (laughs) Bad Education Christmas special. Um, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood, but I wasn't enamoured by it. Uh, Gary, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet, but the reviews that I've read said it didn't quite match up to the rest of the quality of the rest of the series. Yeah. What I would say is, I wasn't enamoured by it. Um, Say that. The call centre. Yeah, I wasn't enamoured by it. Fair enough. Um, the, the call centre, uh, starring Nev and a few other familiar faces for those who Hayley. saw the first series. Haley, the tea girl, Griff came back. Oddly, his stand-up comedian job didn't go so no. well. Really shocking. Same, same thing happened to Gary, didn't it? No, he he just struggled he, standing he, up, right, up. To be yeah. fair. <laughs> My problem um, was I requested a chair. It was more sit down than stand up. <laughs> So yeah, the call centre, and I, I, I will be honest about this. I recorded it on my box, uh, and just thought, and immediately deleted it because I just thought I'm not going to watch it. And I, think, I think the only problem with this is that I, I can understand why they did it, and I know you've got the educating Yorkshire one to come. Was my opinion was kind of like, did we really need this? Mm. Exactly. I think. I mean, yeah. What was it? What about it was that Christmassy? than the bits I've seen. The I know they organised their Christmas party, but a one-off for that sort of thing didn't get you into the characters. And I mean, no. the fact that they had to bring Griff back into it, because I'm assuming like people liked him, I think that's the main reason he came back 
to the thing. I think they said, oh, we need like st- a strong story, and it was all about Griff really not Wh- wanting to come back. Which one was Griff again? Was he the, the guy with the he glasses? He was the, old, the guy with the glasses, the older guy who's got like... Oh, okay. Kids. Um, and he just hated everything about Christmas and stuff like that. And, I mean, uh, you're right. I mean, the, the stories were very thin. Uh, the Christmas party, putting that choir together, things like that. Yeah. Okay, so if they're both on iPlayer. Should you want to uh, should you want to watch them? Uh, Darren Brown's back on Channel 4 last Friday to have a go at some old people stealing paintings. Matt saw this. Matt? Yeah, this was... Um... Uh, Darren Brown's great art art heist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, add a bit of a break, please. Uh, um, and yeah, he he um, uh, made a bet with a friend of his who owned a gallery that he could steal a painting, giving him the time and a photo of the robber. He then recruited four OAPs to be part of the gang. Or OAPs, as he called yes. them. Yes, and um, <laughs> over over the course of the, the episode, we saw him train them to be criminals by having them steal chips and, and the like. And then we saw how he was going to carry out the, uh, so the heist. So annoying. But uh, in typical Darren style, he didn't show us everything. Oh, um, bless his little and, I mean, it was all right, but it was like, I think he's been watching a bit too... Uh, uh, Ocean's, Ele- Ocean's Eleven a few too many yeah. times I think um, I, and uh, yeah it's Darren Brown basically so. I think his I think his five minutes might just be up yeah. I think he might yeah. be scraping the bottom of the barrel um, th- things of note him and her which is a series Matt and I have really enjoyed um, finishes tonight with a low key bow out it's not just the last of the series it's the last one ever and Matt and I are quite upset that Low it's not key getting. From Thor. No. Sorry. No, don't I'll worry. I'll stop with. Com- I'm overwhelmed by comedy tonight. I really am. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah, very good. It's are. a very good ending, and I am. I am at some point going to write a, a little review on the website. Yes. So you can read so my look for that in 2014. You can read my words as well as listen to my voice. Yeah. <laughs> Whose words? Or do, ni- or, or do neither. Uh, also, it's... read your thoughts as well, or would that not be a good idea? No. We can if you I'm sign up for our special newsletter. <laughs> um, also on... <laughs> two. Uh, channel... <laughs> channel <laughs> four. <laughs> you yeah, are. That's me. Oh, sorry, I'm picking up on somebody else. Uh, channel the four had the comedy awards um, on oh, Thursday night. Can we just night? do a little bit on this? Uh, I know, I know you want to whiz through, but... Oh, this was like watching paint dry occasionally. It really it was bad. awful, wasn't it? Wasn't it awful? And it, normally you say, well, maybe it's because you're not in the room and you're not got the atmosphere. Every time that camera panned around that room, yeah. there were comedians putting guns in their mouths. It was I, just I, I said awful. it on Twitter and I got quite a few retweets and stuff, and it was just like, are they just waiting till they stop laughing and then pointing a camera in their face? Well, I not say did Ross, who normally does a reasonable job, was completely under the... The funniest thing about Jonathan Ross was the suit. The thing that... I think Jonathan Ross knew he was dying on his feet. Yeah. 
But what do you do? What do you do? Honestly, it, it was just it was just oh, awful. I, I, then we had the best gag of this came early in the evening when Paul Whitehouse and the guy from Skin yeah. did yeah. that did gag the... about the Nelson Mandela feud. They, yeah. they did it. They did it on Saturday Night Live in America the night before, so it wasn't the first what? time it had been. Paul Whitehouse. No, not Paul Whitehouse. <laughs> oh, he was a bit choice with his language as well. Um, yes, yeah, I didn't appreciate it. As were several people. Well, I, I, I didn't appreciate it. I mean, the Johnny, Johnny Vega. Oh, yeah, the Johnny Vega. Well, I also think Harry Hill was pretty good. He stood up and said, you know, and he was right. You know, the panel oh, game yeah, about comedy panel shows, shows, there's yeah. two of them. Yeah, there's too many of them. They're not that funny. I mean, there was an episode of Have I Got News For You a couple of weeks ago that I, I, I really hated. And I've never done that. Have I got news for you? Is it has gone downhill a little bit this series? I have to say. Yeah. Um, and I do think regular host. They, the but... idea that panel shows now don't have a host really mm. is always doing my mm. head. I want a regular yeah. host on things like that and Buzzcocks and. I think what yeah. it showed is actually the comedy world is 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 quite a, you know, quite a spiteful world. That the, there's not many there, people there in that a room. Lot of the comedy that we've liked this year on the on the awards show. There was aside too much from getting on Miranda. Yeah. And can I just say giving giving getting, yeah giving on yeah, yeah. And I know that Jack Whitehall won. You know, but that that was a viewer voted award. That wasn't a you know yeah. a proper award in my opinion. But he won Why, fresh giving, meat giving Will Ferrell the best international legend whatever. Oh, that was just embarrassing. That was just like I don't know why they did that. That was obviously how they enticed him onto coming on the show. So, he was so reasonably he's funny as the character, but he's you know they, I mean for goodness sake they've plugged that film so much. I, I'm going to see it on Monday night, but I dread to think I'll probably see yeah. it all in clips. I mean it was it was sort of almost like promotional opportunities because Miranda won an award to promote her tour, and you say Will Ferrell her what? tour. Her tour. Yeah. Um, okay. I, think it, I think it means tour. But okay, thank you. Sure. I I can't say because you're only doing the Nelson Mandela funeral sign language. It doesn't That's uh, true. come oh, across over right. the you, podcast. Well, you've got one in the room, haven't you, Luke? So they can translate for my northernness. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, so that <laughs> was all. available. <laughs> the X Factor final was um, on on Saturday, on. and that for me was. <laughs> The yeah, same amount of excruciating. All we need to say about it, 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 it was over long. They need to change a lot of things to make yeah. this more interesting for people. Um, and it, that's all we need to say. And it doesn't we don't need... really know who's leaving now, do we? Like Gary Barlow is, and the other three. Gary Barlow might be. is. Um, I don't what, see Sharon Osbourne coming back. I don't see that well. her plastic surgeon can repair it in time, you know. No, d- um, the, we think Dermot O'Leary probably booked the guests on Saturday Night Show, what with Tom O'Dell and the Killers showing up. It and, was just completely planned. And One Direction like now fi- seem like they're really, really unpleasant lads now. They seem to have changed. I, and, I can only imagine that Paul Dermot O'Leary goes into a darkened room and cries for three yeah. months. Yeah, because uh, we've said this many times, haven't we? Because he actually is a big music fan, and if you listen to his Radio yeah. Two show, you can you you know that. Um, but yeah, just generally, and, and is there going to be any longevity for uh, Sam Bailey, or as my mum calls her, the one with the teeth? Um, uh, it's tough to know. No, the last over twenty-five that won was Steve Brookstein. I suppose Brookstein. if you're going on that. That yeah. That, yeah, no. I, I suppose that's but that the was. I mean, but I think it all the depends real, on the if real they can get her. Back. 
the real successful yeah. acts are those that have been pop acts, like JLS, mm. like One Direction. She's not a pop mm. act. No. But... They need to get her some strong original songs, like the power ballads that she can sing. I think if they do that for her. But I think she, uh, she could the... do a James McDonald type thing. You know, she could do a sort of you know, or she could end up on Loose Women in four years. We've Great. got Jane McDonald. Um, and then finally, oh, I think... Loser. <laughs> she goes, goes on down. Those boat trips, like anything could happen. <laughs> I can't believe there is genuine concern in your voice there that we might lose Jane McDonald. Well, I saw her on Show Me the Telly the other day. so she's Oh, like she's alright then. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and finally, it is worthy of saying we've not uh, given as much attention to uh, BBC One's second helping of Last Tango in Halifax, which concludes on Christmas Day at 9 on the channel of is One. Is it the Last it's Tango in Paris, or is it completely unrelated? Completely unrelated. No, it's, the, it's the sequel to um, those adverts that Howard used to do. Ah, right. For other banks are available. Oh, the Howards are probably well, no, available. We, the BBC. we don't care about that. No. So, yeah, so we haven't given much time to this. It's not one that Gary watches. It is one that I've sort of fell behind on, but have now well and truly caught up. It still has a lot of its charm. The writing is superb. The performances, not so much for me, at least, for Man Reed and Dirty Jacoby aren't why I watch. I watch it for Sarah Lancashire and Nicola Walker, who together and separately are utterly believable, and the performances just seem effortless. Yeah. Um, it, 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 It... I don't know. I don't know quite why I felt a little cold towards it at the start of the series. I don't know whether I'm raving about it um, this year as much. I think it's not as sort of uh, maybe kind is a word. You know, sweet natured. It's got a bit harsh. This series. It's got a lot darker. I yeah, mean, but normally that those sort of things don't bother me. I mean, I know you know I like my yeah, drama dark, but well, I think maybe that was the original thing you liked about Last Tango was that it was sort of a, um, a, a departure from those dramas that you like, and now it's it's sort of it's changed a lot, especially with the Nicola Walker character and the revelation she came out with at the end of the last episode mm, that we saw. Mm. But I think now they're bu- building back up to that sort of sweet love story that we that we sort of liked about it in the first place. Um, Alan and Celia, uh, Derek and Anne's characters, are, are getting remarried in this in this last episode on Christmas Eve. So it should be a nice, fine, a nice uh, finale with some, uh, again, some dark edges in there. Could you translate finale, Gary, please? Uh, the end. Last episode. Yeah, okay. So, tour, tours means tour, yeah. and finale means... The end. Thank you. It's, I, uh, I mean, I'm doing a public service here, though, you know. And, um, I, as it would happen, we have reached the finale of the... Uh, <laughs> we have reached the finale of the reviews. Uh, Matt, mm-hmm. as you look at that empty page before <laughs> you... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I shall uh, mention our previous podcast, which is already yes. up, which we, which we vastly preview everything from this coming Saturday to uh, New yes. Year's Day. I, shall I just mention quickly, uh, as Gary was saying earlier, the Bridge Series 2 is coming back on the 4th of January on yep. BBC mm-hmm. 4, I believe at 9 o'clock. We've also got... I'll just run through some for early January. The 2nd of January... Um, 
Birds of a Feather is is returning to ITV uh, after a 13-year absence. Uh, that's followed at nine by Benidorm. Uh, Rapsi and, a change of, and a change of channel for Birds of a Feather, to be fair. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. On Doesn't ITV, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Benidorm, Rabsi Nesbitt is also back on BBC Two for a one-off special oh, thank on that God. Tuesday, and um, Silent Witness returns for its seventeenth series on uh, Thursday the second, uh, and is also on the third. And eight out of ten cats does countdown. And finally, I believe Catherine Tate is bringing Nan back. Is that on that Saturday as well? That is on Saturday the fourth, yeah. and that TV week that will take us from the fourth of January to Friday the tenth will be up. Um, on Sunday, there is one more thing that there is a return for the Kumars on Sky One. They're bringing them back uh, on a yes. on a changeover as well. And uh, just announced today, the third series of Revenge will start on the January the sixth. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, favourites of ours uh, from the last twelve months that are returning uh, in that week between the fourth and the tenth. The Undateables on Channel Four will be back on the Thursday, Thursday the ninth. Um, also, 24 hours in A&E, which seems to just be filming continually. That starts a brand new series, brand new series at nine o'clock on Wednesday the eighth. And that uh, might tell you more w- about how busy the A&E is rather than how many more. And <laughs> also, there's always patients coming in. As is become tradition, become as become tradition now. At this uh, early part of the year on Tuesday the something of January the eighth, I believe. No. Seventh, uh, Stargazing Live is back on BBC Two with Brian Cox and Finally. Dara O'Brien. Um, because that's when stars come out. I suppose as well, it would be worth highlighting that we have also recorded a best of the year podcast, which I'm sure will be out sometimes towards. That's going to be year. out very soon, as well as the best of the Custard TV podcast, which is all our best bits. How's uh, that? How, fr- how many minutes is that up to? Thirty-one. Ooh. Wow. It's- Wow, we've done, yeah. we've done a lot. I'm of hoping. So I'm thirty hoping, minutes of me singing and one minute of you two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping at some point I'll get some of Gary. <laughs> oh, it's going to be awkward it's, it's if not. It's mainly you talking to famous people, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, it is really. Um, well, there is famous people talking uh-huh. to me. What is that about? <laughs> and is Gary going to finish with a song tonight? No, no, you haven't deserved it. You haven't been good no. enough. When's the Bay? Come on, the Baywatch theme tune. We've been waiting for that for a while now. Oh, I, I haven't got the. Vo- you, you've got to go quite high for Baywatch, haven't you? Yes, Some people stand in the dark. I can't do it. I've me me throat hurts. <laughs> Some people stand into the light. I can't if remember the words either. Follow us on Twitter at LukeCustardTV, at Matt's TV Bites, and at the Singing Gary Show. Um, <laughs> That will be it for 2013 on the old podcast front, but we will be oh, back oh. in 2014. Hopefully, I'll have had new socks for Christmas and I'll wear no, them. I'm getting trip. new socks as well. You're not supposed I, so to know I. what I got you. Gary, are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm there, I'm there. Okay, ready? Okay, uh, oh, just quickly, the Facebook group. Facebook Some people stand for darkness. <laughs> Good night. To step into the light. Some people need to help somebody when the edge of surrender's in sight. Don't you worry, it's gonna be alright. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.